You're listening to Let's Stay Together, a podcast about Fruits Basket by Natsuki Takaya. I'm Ellen. And I'm Kayla. Today we're discussing chapters 104 and 105. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> this is the moment of positivity that we have before everything goes to shit. Mm-hmm. I mean... <laughs> yeah. like it starts out cute for like a page. <laughs> well, except it starts with Karina seeing the maid being sketchy, and then it's cute, yeah. briefly. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do our summary of the discussion of the spoilery discussion like we always do. Chapter 104 opens at the main estate. Kareno sees a maid bringing food up the unkempt stairs that we saw a couple of chapters ago, leading up to a dark and isolated part of the house. At Hiro's house, however, Hiro's mother speaks to what looks like Kisa's mother at the door. Mm-hmm. I double-checked what she looks like. Yeah, I, looked- I thought it might be Kagura's mom, but then I was like, Kisa's mom has dark hair. Yeah, she has the short dark hair. Yeah. In that chapter, with chapter her, we see her. So. Yes. Unless it makes sense that they would be fairly close since her kids are so close. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it totally makes sense. So just for a second, I was like, well, Kagura's mom has short hair, too. That's why I was thinking about it. But anyway, mm-hmm. yeah. But of course, it definitely makes sense. <laughs> yeah. At Hiro's house, Hiro's mother speaks to Kisa's mother at the door. Everyone's happy and healthy, and Hiro's taking his big brother role very seriously, she says, while in another room, Hiro tends to baby Hinata, rocking her bassinet. He smiles, and baby Hinata grasps his finger. I guess she should be baby baby Hinata. I don't know. <laughs> we never well, we see have, her. Yeah. See, we haven't seen a grown up Hinata, so I think baby Hinata is just her default <laughs> form. <laughs> it has to do with when we first meet the character yeah. in question. It's all like um, perspective based. It's not like an objective timeline. It's subjective based on when we first meet them. <laughs> yeah. I think if we saw a flash forward with grown up Hinata, we'd call her grown up Hinata <laughs> rather than just Hinata. <laughs> yeah. It's like how Momo is just Momo. Like, yeah. she's, I don't call her baby baby Momo or something. <laughs> she's a baby currently. Just like baby Hinata is a baby currently. Anyway, at the door. <laughs> Kisa's mom and Hiro's mom talk about Rin. Hiro's mom wants her to meet the baby, but no one seems to know when she'll be out of the hospital. It's been a long time and she couldn't attend her graduation. I'm worried about all this, she says. And Hiro, too, looks concerned. At school, Yuki asks Haru if he knows anything about Rin being in the hospital or about her condition. And Haru frowns and asks why. Yuki says that Toru told him, and she's really worried. About Rin? Haru asks, and Yuki says that they seem to get along. Rin, you've made a friend, Haru says, gazing into the distance proudly. <laughs> Yuki is like, huh? Well, whatever, Toru is worried, and Haru looks down. <laughs> he doesn't know anything either. Apparently nobody does. The mystery deepens, Haru says, and Yuki is like, don't call it a mystery. Mystery. <laughs> mystery. <laughs> <laughs> I checked to make sure he didn't just say mystery. He says something like it's a deeper mystery. So, yeah. <laughs> Haru, did something happen? Are you okay? Yuki asks, reaching out to him. Uh, I guess I'd usually be more panicked than this, Haru says. Maybe something's wrong with me. Maybe something has been wrong with me. Yuki isn't sure what to say. Haru turns and leaves, and he tells Yuki to console Toru if things get really hopeless. Yuki concernedly watches him leave. Haru remembers them in bed together. Rin cries. I'm okay, she says. You're here, Haru, so it's okay. Then he remembers another time. Rin is in the hospital. We've seen the scene before. Rin says, I don't need you anymore. Haru looks down sadly and remembers what Hiro said at the cultural festival. I'm starting to think that kindness is what made Rin so sad. Outside the main house? Question mark? Or somewhere near the Soma residence? Because there's like a sign that says Soma on it. There was a scene that was here before with like Hiro and Kisa and Rin. Where Rin mm-hmm. was mean to Haru about his perfect family and shit. I can't remember exactly. <laughs> it 
it's somewhere near the estate, I guess, um, because Hiro runs into Kisa there, and it turns out that he stopped by ha- Kagura's house to see if Rin was there, but she wasn't. Kisa's on her way to visit Hinata with the gift of a CD of kids' songs for her. Do you think she'll understand them yet? She asks excitedly. I think she understands things subconsciously, Hiro says, but it'll probably be a while before she shows different emotions. I wonder if she'll smile soon. When she does, I think it'll be an even more reliable big brother, Kisa says with a smile. I don't know, Hiro says. I want to be. It's weird, but whenever I see Hinata, it makes me feel stupid. There's a new life in my house. It doesn't know the difference between good and evil. It makes me worry all the time. Things like vanity and fear. It makes me feel so small and stupid, you know? I want to be someone who can really protect her, and I'm not there yet. Yeah, he says. I'm just realizing that again. He clenches his fist. That's why, well, it's not exactly why, but still, I wanted to apologize. Hero's cut off by bumping into Haru, who comes around a corner blind. Haru apologizes, and Hiro sasses him for not paying attention. Huh? Oh, you guys have gotten big, Haru says, patting Hiro and Kisa's heads at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) It's very cute. Hiro tells him that Rin isn't back yet, though maybe it's none of his business. Haru looks back over her shoulder and asks, Hey, Hiro, was Rin sad? Was she hurt? Hiro's taken aback and asks if Haru was talking about his sassiness at the culture festival. No, I was just taking things out on you then, Hiro says, but I do know something. Haruni, Rin was... She was... Akito pushed her out a window from the second floor. When she got really hurt, it wasn't an accident. Akito found out about her and you and he... Cut away to the main house. Kareno climbs the rundown steps to the isolated part of the house and inspects it. A maid arrives, the same maid arrives, carrying a tray of food and is surprised to find him there. She tells him this place is off-limits and he asks why she's bringing food to an off-limits place. This place is an isolated area that only certain people can enter, Kareno says. Others aren't supposed to go in here and normally no one would want to. Who is it? Who's inside? The maid panics and drops the food. I I can't tell you. My father, she says. He was taken good care of. If I did something to make him angry, we'd be abandoned. I can't. We cut away again to outside where Hiro continues. Akito, look, Kisa, when Akito hit you before, it was, it was my fault. I made Akito mad, and he ended up taking it out on you. I've just, I need to apologize all this time. I'm sorry. You too, Haruni, I'm sorry. Both of them swore me to secrecy. Hiro looks away. I couldn't say anything. I understand if you're mad at me. Hiro looks up at Haru. Rin, she's trying to break the curse, he says. She's trying to free you, Haruni, from Akito and from herself. That's why she broke up with you. Transition back to the main house again. The key, Karino says. Give me the key. And he grabs the maid's shoulders. The maid sweats nervously. He says that she can tell everyone that he forced her to give him the key. He'll back up her story. This isn't okay, he says. And the maid grimaces. She she hasn't eaten anything in days, the maid says, giving Karino the key. If this keeps up, she's gonna die. Please, help her. Outside again, Hiro continues to say to Haru, Tell Rin it's okay now. Tell her she's done enough. If she keeps this up... Rin's going to destroy herself. She'll keep suffering alone. Haru ruffles Hiro's hair and leaves without saying anything more. Kisa cries and Hiro looks away. You were worried this whole time about me getting hurt, she asks. Even while I was laughing, deep in your heart you were hurting. I'm sorry, I had no idea. What? Why are you apologizing? Hiro says. It's my fault that... It's okay now, Kisa says, echoing Hiro's words. You've done enough. It's okay, Hiro-chan. And tears well in Hiro's eyes. Kisa asks him, Hey, Hiro-chan, where do you think Isuzu Onechan is now? We cut away to the main house, and Kareno enters the off-limits area, which appears to be a small house. He slides open the door and sees long, dark hair strewn about the floor, and in the corner sits Rin on the floor against the wall. The chapter closes with Hiro's answer to Kisa. I don't know, I just hope she comes back all right. And Haru walking away, fist clenched, 
face full of righteous black side rage. That's the end of chapter 104. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a yay? I don't even know. <laughs> I'm not ready to yay yet. <laughs> I'm not even ready to sarcastic yay yet. I mean, Carino, Carino's there at least. <laughs> Convenience store man to the rescue. Yay! He is a superhero after all. <laughs> he coerced someone into giving him a key. That makes him a superhero, right? Yeah. <laughs> These are the jokes we said that we would bring regardless of the content in yeah. our last spoiler section. <laughs> Chapter 105 opens again at the main house. Remembering all the things Hiro told him, Hataru charges down the hall and barges into Akito's room without permission. Akito looks annoyed and the mage chastises him. Shut up and stay out of this old hag. Haru snaps back. Akito says it's alright. It looks like Hataru has something important to talk about. The maids leave. Akito stands with open arms. Alright, she says. What is it? Why'd you push Rin out a window? He asks. Why would you do something like that? What? I did what? Akito says. I pushed Asusu? That's news to me. Who told you that? The heavens revealed it, Haru says. Pfft. You never change. You're as dumb as ever, Akito snickers. Don't laugh, Haru says. Were you trying to kill her? <laughs> Akito turns away. You'll believe the heavens, but not your god? Fine. Let me ask you something. Why would you get so angry about Asuzu in the first place? You've always been kind to her. Do you feel sorry for her? Maybe it's just pity. Haru hits the wall beside him with his fist. Because I love her, he shouts. And I know that you knew that. Don't pretend that you didn't. Where is she? Where's Rin? You know, don't you? Kido rolls her eyes and sighs impatiently. This is ridiculous. Where would you get an idea like that? If I was always kind to her, then you were always cold to Rin. To women, Haru says. I know how much you hate them, twice as much as anyone else. You have no problem saying and doing cruel things. You're supposed to be our master. You have to be more- You realize all that, do you? Interesting, Akito says with a smirk. And yet you still tell me things like, I love Rin, even though you know that I hate her. Haru's taken aback and Akito continues with a look of malice. You told Asuzu that you love her, didn't you? Even though you knew? Haru remembers Rin's reaction in the past when she blushes. No, Akito will get mad. In the present, Haru grabs Akito by the shoulders and demands to know where Rin is again. I just told you, I don't know, you always make everything my fault, Akito screams. Kareno enters suddenly and says that Rin was taken to a hospital. Hattori drove her. She was going in and out of consciousness, but she'll be okay. Haru lets Akito go, and Kareno walks over and scolds her. You shouldn't do things like that. It doesn't matter who you are. There are things in this life that you should and shouldn't do. You shouldn't tie people up. Haru turns away and he asks where Rin was. She was in the cat's isolated room. I understand she's been locked up inside there for a while now, Kareno says, and we see her hands against the inside of the window from the end of chapter 101 that we had read before. Haru remembers the same scene again in bed. Rin cries. Did you have another bad dream? He asks in the memory. Mm, but it's okay. You're here, Haru. So it's okay, she says and smiles. In the present, in the background, Akito argues with Kurino. How could you do this? Are you betraying me? Kurino tries to calm Akito down as Haru becomes more and more angry. Haru grabs Akito's clothes. Stop screwing around with me! Were you trying to kill her again? And Kareno tries to calm Haru down. He puts his hand on his shoulder. So what if I am, Akito says. It's because you chose that damn woman. You're the one who put the rope around her neck. Haru shakes Kareno's hand off and pushes Akito against the wall, choking her. He raises his fist to punch and Kareno screams at him. We fade to Haru's memory again. It's hard to remember the way he first felt about Rin. I think that I was attracted to her. I always really liked her, he narrates. And we see baby baby Rin smiling. Haru- <laughs> See? <laughs> <laughs> Haru couldn't forgive her parents and all the adults who trampled on Rin. I wanted to protect her from those worthless adults on my own. He remembers holding Rin's hand in the hospital as a kid, and I wanted Rin to want me too. He remembers Akito's words, even though you knew. Yeah, 
he narrates, and we see Rin and Haru sleeping together as teenagers. I did know. An alarm was going off somewhere in the corner of my brain. It told me this might be putting rope around Rin's neck. I knew where Akita would direct his attachment and his rage. I did know. But I wanted to have her. I wanted to make her mine and mine alone, more than I wanted to protect her. Haru remembers spending time with Rin, and Rin smiles and they kiss. It's true, isn't it, he thinks, that I had an idea of why she got hurt so badly. I just didn't want to notice. The reason I didn't step in wasn't it just that I was afraid to realize the cost of putting my wants before anything else. Haru remembers her saying, You're here, Haru, so it's okay. No, he narrates. It's anything but okay. I'm just like those adults. Even with me there, she's not the slightest bit okay. Something's wrong with me. If I was pretending I didn't know, and she was getting hurt in the shadows, it doesn't matter how much I thought. I love her. It was worthless. Haru strikes. The wall, rather than Nikito. Tears well in his eyes and he turns to leave. Nikito protests. Don't talk to me, he says, looking back at her, eyes full of pain. It'll make me want to kill you, and myself. Wait, don't go, Hataru, Akito shouts, and Haru remembers spending time with her as a child, and he grimaces and steps out. Kraino follows him into the hall. Go, he says, and don't come back. In a few days, you should be allowed to see her. Go and see Suzu. I'm sure she wants to see you. Your name was the first word that came out of her mouth, and Kraino remembers tending to Rin in the cat's room. Her eyes are wide and dark. Haru, she says. Haru leaves. Kraino returns to Akito, who's doubled over on the floor. Why does everyone betray me, Akito says. It's not that we want to betray you, Karino says, but everyone someday- Why are you betraying me? Why? Akito shouts. Karino kneels in front of her. He looks disheartened, like he's heard this all before. I was born to be loved, she screams. Everyone was waiting for me. That's what- that's what he told me. Father. Father, help me! The chapter closes in the hospital, and Rin wakes up. Help me, her narration says. I can't find a place to go back to. That's the end of chapter 105. <laughs> Did I scream enough? Was that a good... <laughs> <laughs> I think it was an adequate amount of screaming. <laughs> I hope it was just as ima- a good amount of screaming as the first time that we talked about Rin and there was more screaming. <laughs> oh, it was the time the, t- <laughs> the time that uh, where Rin like, hallucinates or whatever. Yeah. I think that was the most screaming so far out of all the screaming, mm-hmm. probably. Other than when Ayame talks, which is constant screaming, but in a much more yeah. fun way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All the yeah. written chapters are just deeply upsetting. Mm-hmm. But usually... <sighs> I was going to say, usually mm-hmm. something good happens, but this time I don't know. <laughs> I mean, she was rescued. Yes. She was rescued by convenience store man! <laughs> yes. Yeah. He saved the day. Carino did something useful. <laughs> he didn't just spill chips all over the floor. <laughs> he got Hattori to help, too. Mm-hmm. I have a question. Can do you think that Rin? I mean, do you think that uh, Krano could pick Rin up, or would she turn into a horse? If the curse is broken, if you were previously cursed, and the curse is broken. Are you not cursed anymore? Oh wait, he hugged Toru. So wouldn't she have turned into a horse? Maybe that's why he had to get a Tori. I feel like later on she says that he carried her. Oh, so do you get the best of both worlds? You can <laughs> you can hug the Junishi, yeah. but also I could imagine that being like, if you were previously cursed, you're still kind of you're in the circle. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like especially if it's like you know it's been kept a secret for a while. It's like yeah, you know, to have it be as close to normal as for them as possible. But yeah, I don't know. But yeah, but anyway. I mean, we don't know too much about the all the rules of the curse, so <laughs> I think it would make sense either way. So ambiguous. Mm-hmm. Is it chest to chest contact or chest to back? We'll never know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Or maybe he just like stretched out his arms and carried her awkwardly, so that it wasn't yeah. really. Or maybe a he hug. like fireman carried her, and maybe that was okay. That doesn't count as a hug when they're over know. your shoulder. Maybe he just dragged her like you're supposed to drag someone when they have, like, a head injury. Yeah. <laughs> By the shoulders. <laughs> anyway. 
Anyway, Enough somehow about that. Rin, somehow Rin made it from the cat's Rin room got, to the hospital. So. Rin got removed from the cat's room. And also, yes. this is the first time we actually saw the cat's room. So, like, well, I mean, that's not the first time because we've seen it in kind of, like, yeah. hinted at in people's memories. and Yeah, we've seen it kind of, like, dark off in the corner and stuff. Yeah, and... exactly. Broken down steps, but not the inside. Yeah, and, we, and we've seen it in um, Cosmos flashback. Right. But, uh, yeah, I think this is the most, like, detailed view of it with us knowing what it is so. it appears to be a tiny house that's up yeah. somewhere up a hill yeah somewhere far away since a decrepit place yeah since it was like noticeable that someone was going out there yeah i like how karina is like this place is off limits and the maid's like yeah it's off limits <laughs> and he's like why are you going here she's like why are you going here yeah. <laughs> i almost made a joke calling the cat's room the west wing like you don't go to the west wing <laughs> Then I realized that it was in poor taste, not because of the timing, but because Machi's apartment is actually the West Wing. I decided. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's right. I went there. Those are the jokes. What's in the West Wing? It's forbidden. It's forbidden. (laughs) It's just a bunch of garbage. And then a rose. Yeah. <laughs> it's a sea of decay. Yeah. That always kind of cracks me up in Beauty and the Beast. That he's like, you can go anywhere but the West Wing. She's like, well, what's in the West Wing? <laughs> like, immediately. <laughs> oh, well, isn't that her uh, character flaw? Yeah. Curious to an end. It's like, no. <laughs> yeah. He just said, don't go there. Stop asking yeah. questions. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. If you tell someone not to go somewhere, they're going to want to go there. I mean, definitely. I mean, the way he phrases, like, you can go anywhere you want except for this place. <laughs> She's like, well, what's there? But also yes, she goes well, in there and she walks around and then immediately touches something that's obviously in a glass container and not meant yeah. to be touched. Like, mm-hmm. come on. <laughs> Have you never seen a delicate rose, a cursed <laughs> item that's kept in glass? What's wrong with you? <laughs> floating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why would you go up to a thing that's like a mysterious glowing floating rose and be like, oh, I want to touch this, definitely. It seems like a bad idea. It seems like a way to definitely become cursed yourself, for sure. I feel like it's kind of like her version <laughs> of, like, when her dad's in the castle and he, like, immediately, like, picks up Cogsworth and is like, how does this work? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like she's like, how does this work? Yeah. I'm intrigued by the mysterious like, floating we're a, rose. We're a family of crazy inventors. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I feel like I would definitely, if I was in the West Wing... Well, actually, I would have been freaked out immediately because it's full of torn up stuff and dust and stuff. I would have mm-hmm. been like, no, and then left. But like, if I made it all like, the way to imagine the... how many spiders there are in this uh, So many. <laughs> yeah, the beast is actually spiders gay org. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, if I made it to the rose, I would probably like look at it, like touch the glass and be like, what the fuck is this? And then by the time mm-hmm. I stared at it long enough, then the beast would have found me and kicked me out. Yeah. She walks up to it and is like, ooh, a delicious treat in a glass case. <laughs> Lifts it up. <laughs> this is all quality, quality content. It's like, I don't want to touch that glowy thing. <laughs> it's supposed to be a representation of the time that he has until he like dies or whatever, right? What is this? I don't yeah, even know. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen that movie in a long time. It has until the last, it blooms until the 17th birthday and then starts to, I don't know. Petals fall off. Yeah, the decay i don't know what the word is um he has until the last little, last <laughs> petal falls then he'll die i don't think he'll die i think he's just cursed to be oh he's cursed forever he's forever okay <laughs> he just was dying because and then he'll die no i'm just kidding stabbed yeah. him in the back <laughs> where's the part where everyone dies it's a disney movie probably, I mean. probably eventually he would die <laughs> <laughs> well he would live his life as a beast mm-hmm. and he's a big beast so he'd probably have like crazy heart problems right yeah, hip dysplasia. Yeah, <laughs> the beast. Just go to the vet and get your arthritis medication. <laughs> Cogsworth has to take him to the vet. <laughs> it's like, yeah. um, what do I do with my quote-unquote dog? 
Like first he has to put the carrier out like a week before so he gets used to it being there. <laughs> he sniffs it. He's like, What is this? And then they put like a big like a ham hawk in it. <laughs> He's like, Ooh, tasty. <laughs> so yeah, announcing our new podcast uh, where we <laughs> contemplate the alternate realities of of uh, Disney movies. <laughs> Anyway, laughing so we can hide the pain aside, um, yeah. let's, <laughs> let's talk about this chapter. <laughs> yeah. So, the first note that I have is actually nice, that I thought it was nice that everybody was worried about Rin, because before she seemed, you know, she was kind of isolated. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess she wasn't as, like, looked down on as somebody like Kyo, but although, like, um, you know, like, Hiro's mom and Kisa's mom and Hiro and Kisa and obviously Toru were all concerned, mm-hmm. and Yuki was, like... Yeah, and you Kagura know, in the enough. previous chapter. And Kagura, that's right, yes. Mm-hmm. Everybody but Shigure. I mean, what? Yeah. <laughs> Although he probably wasn't not concerned. I think he just has his own concerns. Yeah. Um, He's just not concerned enough to do anything. <laughs> no, those who care should do something. Yeah. His, his famous <laughs> motto. <laughs> we used to say that his famous motto was, like, getting hurt and hurt, getting hurt by others and hurting others is, is important. But now my, my yeah. motto of choice is those who care should do something. <laughs> I definitely think it's his uh, kind of philosophy. <laughs> I think it's definitely his philosophy. I mean, I think both are his philosophy, but that one for sure is his personal creed. Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, it was nice. I just thought it was nice that everybody cared about Red when it basically in her life, so many people kind of abandoned her. Mm -hmm. There was a good like family vibe in this chapter or the Mm -hmm. first chapter at least. Yeah. um, We talked a bit in the past about like how like part of like aside from like Toru, like, you know, like becoming close to various Zodiac, part of her influence seems to be like getting them to like be more open and caring about each other yeah that's true and um i think we can see that here and like more of them at least i think they like they care about each other i think they're just too afraid in the past and i think like it shows like them evolving and being more willing to like openly show concern and question what's going on Mm -hmm. yeah for sure i mean definitely like i think in the past it was easier to isolate all of them and like i think it said a lot like it was easy for keto to isolate all of them with by Mm -hmm. abusing them in various ways um, yeah. And now that they do have that other, someone else there, other perspective, and they see kind of a different, how things can be different, I think they are more willing, like you said, to question those things. Mm-hmm. Even Haru in this chapter goes in, and he's like, why are you screwing with me? Like, I know that yeah. you know these things. And Akito kind of tries to do that, but her usual choice of, of coercion doesn't work in this mm-hmm. case, once again. So, yeah. It didn't work the beach, and it's not working now. I want to talk about Hero too. Actually, mm-hmm. it was nice that he was finally—he finally got all those things off of his chest. Yeah, he was like, "They told me not to tell anybody, and I'm sorry, but." Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about it back, uh, like in his first chapters, where like Toru like <laughs> notices, like says the thing about like basically like someone so like young dealing with all this stuff, and we find out he's dealing with a lot more than we even knew, right, at the time, and so like yeah, he said. What is he like? Twelve? And he's <laughs> yeah. I think he's Hero's mom in their conversation says that he just started middle school, or maybe it was in like the there's a uh, character panels for character detail, like panels in the author's notes for Hero and Gisa. So it could have mm-hmm. been in there. I forget. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think they said. But, I think yeah. He's like so. He's like thirteen. Yeah, I think her mom. His mom said like he's about to start middle school. So oh, maybe that's what it was. We just yeah. had graduation. So I guess he's starting middle school after this this coming year. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so he's like, I don't know, 13. So when we met him, he was like 11. So he's dealing yeah. with all that crap when he was like yeah, 11 like, or 12. I wonder he's 
being a little shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did say a long time ago, I was like, he's a little shit, but it's okay. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, God, he's annoying. I remember. But yeah, it's, it's sweet that he gets to <laughs> finally say everything he's wanted to say and get uh, reassured. Yeah. Haru pats him on the head yeah. in a reassuring way. Mm-hmm. And then he walks yeah. off completely enraged, which is mm-hmm. wonderful. <laughs> Yeah, like he's like, it's okay if you're mad at me, and Hari just pats him on the head. Yeah, and Kisa cries. It's the opposite. Everybody's yeah. like, no, you're worried alone, and we don't want you to worry by yourself. Yeah, and I love Kisa repeating the thing he said. But like, yes. It's okay now, you've done enough. It took me a second to realize that that was a quote. I was like, why is that in quotes? Because it's like, <laughs> kind of written in a weird way in the first part. It's like written slightly differently. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, I love the way that she uh, that she repeats what he said and then smiles. It's really cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> Hiro is the kind of person who kind of like Toru obviously cares about other people and is invested in their well-being like so much more than worrying about himself mm-hmm. and it's nice to like finally see that play out since he was such a little shit the first time mm-hmm. we met him <laughs> Yeah, this is the hero that I was waiting for mm-hmm. yeah and it comes kind of back around to like the same like kind of emotional like issue back then where he's like wanting to protect Kisa and he's talking about how he wants to protect Hinata now and mm-hmm. how he doesn't feel like he he's there yet. Mm-hmm. Which is Let's legit. Be a prince. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like a prince who can protect everybody from bad things, but Yeah. <laughs> I think um I I feel like a a message or a theme from this chapter is actually like you can't always protect the people that you care about from every little thing, even yourself mm-hmm. as is pointed out kind of like with Haru being like I did what I wanted and now Rin was paying the price and I just mm-hmm. didn't want to believe that that was true even though I probably knew that. I just wanted mm-hmm. to ignore it. I felt like if I cared about her that was enough. Yeah. It's kind of a dark dark message but mm-hmm. I think a real one. Yeah. Well, it's, some, so. it's something that's come up a couple times where they mm-hmm. talk about various characters have talked about like how difficult it is to protect people. That's true. I think the like that line specifically was said by Haru in the past about Rin, like before we fully knew what the yeah. deal was, because he said something about like it being difficult to protect people. Mm-hmm. Well, he would know. I can't remember the context, <laughs> but I remember him. I think it was Haru who was saying it. Probably, maybe when in that time where they showed kind of her backstory, where he was like, "I wanted to protect her, but it's." Mm-hmm. It was before. I know it was before we like met Rin and went oh. through all that stuff because we were mm-hmm. I know we talked about it in the spoilers he just like like other people were talking about that and he like just made an offhand mm-hmm. comment about it being hard to protect people or something like that I wonder if it was like at the beach where they're talking about Toru nobody wanted Toru to have to go visit Akito it might have been someone yeah, in the I audience is screaming because exactly. <laughs> yeah. they know <laughs> <laughs> for sure that's come up before though because mm-hmm. so often characters in this story are taken advantage of and abused and mm-hmm. not everybody can be you can't protect everybody from every little bad thing that happens so yeah i think another part of the message is that like you don't need to like shoulder all that kind of responsibility yourself mm-hmm. like i remember that kind of being like like that's kind of the the message that was in whatever that time is that is referenced before <laughs> i feel like mm-hmm. that was also kind of the the same message and in this case it's the same thing where because Hero's finally able to say all these things, it's quite the relief for him. And everyone mm-hmm. is kind of like, you didn't have to, it's okay, you don't have to worry about it by yourself anymore. Yeah, so. I'd say that's kind of one of the general messages of the manga too. Just like, you don't have to do things by yourself. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. 
like you can let people care about you and support you yeah, it's funny we just talked about the mm-hmm. um well we just talked about that anime episode where everybody's freaking out about the future mm-hmm. even in that they were kind of like you don't have to like you can talk about the things that bother you like mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about them by yourself yeah you don't have to be overwhelmed by everything alone you can eat salmon with your friends yeah you can you can eat salmon and gab about your concerns about the future mm-hmm. also hearing kisa do look noticeably older it's cute they do yeah they do <laughs> I, it's, big. it's been a while <laughs> haru's just like oh you're big now and like pats yeah. your heads. <laughs> haru is a great character because he can be simultaneously really happy and serious and like you know kind and angry at at the same not in the same time but like in the same span of a chapter and it's like mm-hmm. in his character so it's kind of nice practic practicality wise for us to be mm-hmm. like oh yay there's a little moment of relief and then he's you're like yeah like he's gonna punch Akito in the face and then of course yeah. he, he can't but yeah it's like mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know it's, it's a character this character that's like not I feel like he, he, in this chapter, it's kind of interesting to see another side of him where he's like, I was the one who fucked up. Like, normally he's the mm-hmm. person who's like, who is capable of sort of seeing as, Rin sees him as like a protector and someone mm-hmm. who can be trusted and someone who's kind, and which is, is all true. But it's interesting yeah. in this chapter because he's like, no, I was just as bad of an influence as some of these other people were for her. And it's kind of interesting mm-hmm. to just see a different side of how he thinks about himself or something he kind of like realized about himself that's different anyway but it's it's nice that we can yeah. see him be all these different things at the same time like here's either sassy or you know earnest it's you don't get mm-hmm. all of these different emotions all in one span in different like yeah interactions with people all in one span i guess from mm-hmm. people other than haru maybe like toru toru's the per- kind of person who also or the kind of character who like can cry and then flip it around and give people like really heartwarming advice all in one mm-hmm. chapter, I guess. Yeah. But I don't know. It's an interesting moment for Haru. Kind of pretty mm-hmm. dark for his character. Everything so far with him has always been taking care of other people. And now it's like. Yeah. But your actions also. No matter how, how good you think you are, how much you care, <laughs> you can still negatively impact somebody else, I guess. Yeah. Is the sort of darker message from this. Mm-hmm. But, like, also, maybe a message from this is you can also make that right. I mean, we have, like, Hero's apology um, and sort of everybody being like, yeah, like, you didn't have to worry Mm -hmm. about that all this time. Like, it doesn't necessarily, you weren't necessarily purposely doing harm Mm -hmm. the way you were acting, I guess. Yeah. And, like, we can see from the flashbacks that, like, you know, he's presence obviously had a positive influence on Rin's life definitely one of the like only probably only yeah positive influences <laughs> like, in her it's life. not like he like it's not like he like just selfishly put her in danger he you know he cared about her she cared about him and mm-hmm. you know she enjoyed having him in her life mm-hmm. so it's like she might not have been like physically harmed maybe but you know she probably would have been in a much worse place mentally and emotionally probably probably even physically though too because she wasn't eating and stuff too yeah and who knows? I mean, who knows if she didn't yeah. have someone like Haru to that she was close to and trusted. Yeah, you know, she would definitely. I think she would. I agree with you. She'd be in a way worse off position. Mm-hmm. I mean, not locked up in the cat's room, but maybe. Yeah. <laughs> not pushed out a window for sure, because mm-hmm. Hero pointed out, um, and we saw that that was the cause of that, ar- like the argument that or whatever the time. That was how Akito dealt with that situation. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, like we, we've seen that scene in the past. Yeah. So, yeah, we know that was directly related there. Yes. We should talk about Aikido, maybe? Sure. <laughs> Yay. Yay? <laughs> so first of all, Aikido... So I guess Aikido knew that Rin was locked up for sure. Mm-hmm. The thing that I found... And then, like, I mean, Akito does the thing that Akito always does, which is try to kind of, like, gaslight and be like, why would I know that? How do you think that I know that? It's not like I... Mm-hmm. You make everything my fault. Um, yeah. But, like, the other thing that I thought was really interesting is the way that Kareno comes in and kind of, like, sc- I don't know, like, scolds Akito. Mm-hmm. Where he's like, you can't just do things. You can't do things yeah. just because you're... Cert- you know, like, there's some things in life that you just can't do. And mm-hmm. that... I was just like, this is so fucked up. Like, it's... Mm-hmm. I feel like it, it is a representation of some of the stuff that Shigeru was saying. Where Shigeru... We talked about how Shigeru said to Kareno in the phone call that... He was like, you should you should leave, you know, for Kido's sake. It'd be better if you just left. And to kind of, like... I don't know. Like, teach her that there are consequences to her actions. Because we had talked about how nobody mm-hmm. really... Nobody stands up to Akito. Everybody kind of, like, coddles Akito. Yeah. And I just felt like even in this case, he was kind of like, yeah, you probably shouldn't do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. It was just a very, like, gentle way of dealing with something that was just so crazy. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, we can see, like, even that gentle scolding is, like, devastating to Akito. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> it's like, why are you betraying me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But he has this interesting look, too, where he's just like, oh, like, this again. Like, mm-hmm. it's clearly frustrating for Kareno to deal with Akito's. Yeah. This issue of pe- feeling like everybody going against whatever she wants is betrayal, right? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It was a interesting interaction between the two of them. Mm-hmm. I don't have very much to say about it, except it's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like this is, like... Like, other than the flashback of, like, baby Akito and Karina's curse broke and mm-hmm. broke. Um, this is, like, the most, like, terrified and freaked out we've ever seen Akito mm-hmm. like, at the end of this chapter. Like, especially um, when Haru almost, like, you know, punches her head off. Haru chokes her. <laughs> yeah. It punches her head through through the wall. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, what would to be at the receiving end of that punch? Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely a scary confrontation. And then, yeah, Akito mm-hmm. is, like, very emotionally sort of, like, devastated at the end, too, when he leaves. Mm-hmm. It, like, yeah. it doesn't really like, even I don't matter think it was there, you know? Yeah. Because, like, I don't think it was the, like, physical threat no. that frightened Akito. It's just that no one's ever, like, defied her in that way. Mm-hmm. And, like, that she wasn't able to, like, talk back around. Basically, Yeah. She's used to being able to. It seems like that. She's used to being able to manipulate them by just being like, "Oh, you think it's me? You think of this? Well, that's not true. How could that possibly be true?" But it's not working mm-hmm. anymore. Like her kind of. Yeah. We talked about this during the beach arc too. That those things, although during the beach arc, Akito seemed like she was pretty satisfied with all of the outcome mm-hmm. of all her conversations, even though it was pretty obvious to to us as the reader that they weren't really they weren't effective in the sense that like, mm-hmm. it's not like the characters really, other characters really thought that, you know, Akito meant whatever or was going to do whatever or, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but this is, I think the first time we've actually seen somebody actually actively defy Akito like that. Yeah. Cause Kareno 
doesn't do that. I mean, Kareno might leave or whatever, but he always comes back, and then Akito just, like, slaps him, and then they make up, right? Like, it's... <laughs> yeah, you can just see it seems like, like, her, like, whole worldview is, like, finally starting to shatter. Yeah. It's like... We talked about it a bit in spoilers about, like, how, like, we know that, like, Akito hates her mother, but seemed to have a good relationship with her father, but that didn't... Her father didn't really do her any favors either, and I yeah. think we're, like, we see that now, because this part of the end where she's like i was born to be loved that's what he told me father help me like definitely i think it's definitely mm -hmm. there's something going on with we only briefly saw that like one interaction with her and her father mm -hmm. where um he's just like you were meant to be loved and mm -hmm. ren was kind of like that's all bullshit and Kido's like yeah. it's not it's true mm -hmm. and still clinging to it yeah she seems to have a sort of like I don't know. Yeah, just as unhealthy a relationship with her, whatever her father, her idea of what her father said about her, that she mm -hmm. does with Ren, with Ren, so. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't, definitely doesn't seem like he didn't hear any favors either. Mm -hmm. And that's coming to a head now. When people, the people who are quote unquote supposed to like love her, which I guess she interprets as being like unconditional, like she can do whatever she wants. In mm -hmm. fact, Shigure, they had that argument, she and Shigure had that argument too, where she's like, I can do whatever I want with my Zodiac. It's like, mm-hmm. I should be able to do whatever I want. And it's like, that's not really what, you know, like, I don't know. Haru almost said something like, you know, you're, you're supposed to be our master. You should be more whatever. And then Akito cuts him off. It's like, it's a two way street. Like you yeah. need to be, uh, I don't know, to be loved and cared for. Then you need to do the same. You can't just abuse people. <laughs> yeah. Seems obvious, but I mean, maybe not to Akito. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I feel like maybe that's kind of what he was getting at. Yeah. I find it really interesting that Karina was like, we don't want to betray you, but everyone someday. And then he kind of like cuts off. Like everyone mm -hmm. someday what? <laughs> yeah. Like someday has to have relations with other people. Like, or mm -hmm. an interesting yeah, I think idea. It's like, yeah, <laughs> kind of like everyone someday is going to do something that you don't want them to do. Like, That's true. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. It's part of being a human being in a society. <laughs> yes. Yeah, getting hurt by people and hurting people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> seems like a thing that might happen. Mm -hmm. But Akito's always been isolated. Like, that's kind of part of... We always talk about how the Genesha guys are isolated, like, how the curse isolates people. We had a really long discussion about that in one episode, I remember. Mm -hmm. And I feel like... And I, I think we'd also talked about how Akito... Previously, we've also talked about how Akito is even more isolated than everybody else. Like, Akito never goes outside. Akito mm -hmm. doesn't spend time with people other than, like, Korean... With the Junishi the maids and Ren. So if yeah. that was your entire, you know, worldview of actual people, like mm -hmm. it's not surprising that that she would be this way. Yeah. But it's fucked up. Anyway. Mm -hmm. And I like how we can still see like like that bond in action in Haru's response. Mm-hmm. Where like he's like despite how like absolutely justifiably enraged he is, yeah. he still can't actually strike her. He can't, yeah. And, like, we even see that little scene where he, like, remembers them, like, together, younger. Which we've seen a little bit in the past. Like, like we like the one scene where Hattori, like, remembers, like, like baby Akito asking Hattori to carry him. And yeah. then he, like, goes to comfort her and stuff. So. Even, um... Where it's just kind of, like, the bond that, like, sticks through, like, through everything, even when they're getting, like, angry. Yeah. And also the way they kind of, like, <laughs> treat Akito like a child. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought the way that Kareno scolded her was also kind of like when you explain something to a kid. Yeah. It's like, you can't just do this. You can't just do that. 
and like they kind of and even like Cosmo described her as a child like people have mm-hmm. this sort of I mean I think a justified perception of Akito as like a child to be tended to to be like taken care of rather mm-hmm. than an adult who should have consequences for her actions it seems yeah. like because of those specific memories that are shown like that's kind of how we're supposed to interpret their relationship mm-hmm. in a way i don't know yeah with hattori and hero mm-hmm. i mean um haru yeah it also seemed like they had like more positive interactions with akito when they were younger yeah like before akito kind of like totally lost it <laughs> before so it seems like they have like like when they're when the like bond is like kind of calling out to them it's like recalling the positive mm-hmm. interactions yeah it seems to be like a natural positive <laughs> relationship (laughs) it's hard to question what people do when when what you feel or think about them is like them spending time with you as a kid (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah i mean we saw that with like yuki's memories too although yuki had the most kind of like clear view of the way that she changed i think because he was Mm -hmm. with her all the time yeah where he was like yeah akito used to get mad but like not like this yeah we assume when karino's curse broke and also probably Mm -hmm. like when when akira died it just became Ren and Nikito. Yeah. That would have been a fun house. Oh my god, I can't. I mean... <laughs> that's why Yuki's like, Mom, can I go home now? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it didn't have any, necessarily anything to do with being with her, wanting to be with her, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Although he he is... I don't know. Yuki is such an earnest, tiny child. He was like, Mom, I want to go home. And she's like, yeah. oh, don't worry about it. And then just mm-hmm. never aband- completely abandoned him. Yeah. That's another topic for another traumatic yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> we already talked about Yuki's trauma a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was a it was a weird, interesting set of chapters, like mm-hmm. this relationship with Akito, where it just seems so. Yeah, like you can't just do stuff. You can't just like torture whoever you want, and then like think you can manipulate your way out of it. Like it seems so obvious, but for someone like Akito, I guess it's not because of yeah. the way that everyone treats her all the time. Yeah, because she seems like genuinely like puzzled that. Like, anyone would think this wasn't okay for her to do. I know. Like, it seems like really, like, a genuine response from her. Like, not totally. just like, oh, really? I couldn't do that? Oh. Yeah, she's like, it's like, like genuine. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. I can do whatever I want. Yeah. She's like, Karino. Everyone has told me every day of my life. Yeah, basically. And she's like, Karino, like, why did you do this? Why did you, you betrayed me? Like, as mm-hmm. if it's not, yeah. Karino's kind of like, no, it's just like, it's straight up not okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, everybody's been like, you can do whatever you want. You have a special bond with the Zodiac. At least the people that she chooses to believe in. And then Ren is like, you can't do anything you want because this is not natural. Mm -hmm. And Nikita's like, I'll show you. I'll lock them up. I'll do what Mm -hmm. I want. Are there any other topics of Furuba that we need to talk about? That are not spoilery. I don't know. Is there anything really to say about Rin? She's more the, like, subject of... It's kind of funny. The object of things acted on rather than... The, I feel like of a character for these chapters. Yeah, there's not really a lot to say. I mean, mm-hmm. her story is clearly not over yet since she was yeah. what, the feature at the end and she's awake. Mm-hmm. Um, most of what she did in the chapter was in here, like in Haru's memory. It's the same yeah. memory over and over again of her being like, it's okay because you're here. Mm-hmm. Akito cut her hair. It's kind of important. We never yeah. really talked about that. We saw Akito's scissors. We didn't talk about it mm-hmm. last time. I guess we should. Yeah, talk I don't know about if it's that. like ever actually explicitly stated in the series, but um, 
part of Akito's like special hatred for Rin is because she looks a lot like Ren. Ren. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure. I, even like back in the the chapter where we saw the pushed out the window scene. Yeah. Um, Akito like, says something about like finding like long dark hair disgusting or something. She's like, oh, women like, with women with women are disgusting, especially women with long dark hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was before we'd met Ren. So yeah, but, I was like, I know that it's mentioned, but yeah, I think it is. Mm-hmm. That's the time. But yeah, now it's like pretty easy connection to make there. It's also just like dehumanizing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like disfiguring her. I guess to try to make her look more. I I don't know whatever less attractive like this is i don't know if what the symbolic or the reason i mean it's it's not like they show the scene where akito like cuts rin's hair but mm-hmm. i mean obviously it's just doing additional things that are outside of rin's control to try to continue yeah. to control her and torment her mm-hmm. i mean she's already locked up yeah we don't know the, we, we don't know anything yet. about what happened other than the, <laughs> the state she was in but yeah mm-hmm. that part i feel like that that's that scene isn't we never see what akito did to rin yeah. Other than the effect of that, which is that Rin's hair is short mm-hmm. now. Well, it was like, it wasn't even completely cut. It was like really haphazardly cut. I feel like Akito yeah. is just, you know, Akito did an Akito rage kind of thing. Yeah. And did something without thinking. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. Rin is essentially like, seems to have been kept there as a prisoner for quite a while. Like, it's not clear mm-hmm. exactly when she was there at yeah. this point. So. Mm-hmm. But. And people have been talking about her yeah. being missing for a little while for now. several so. chapters. Yeah. Long enough to be scary. And then the maid was like, you know, she hasn't eaten in a long time and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Depressing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. So Rin's, uh, we'll see more about Rin next time. But yeah, for now, she was just, she's out of the cat's room, mm-hmm. which is good. Not not currently dying. No. Currently <laughs> in, uh, in uh, uh, she had an IV, so yeah, B vitamins. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> she had something. She was being tended to yeah. by a by medical in an actual hospital instead of yeah. like all this the room. Nice no, not, not by the night school doctor. <laughs> Dory is like, "Well, I got some syringes here. Maybe one of these will help for him." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Rin is Rin is is out of out of danger, um, mm-hmm. and everyone else is pissed off. It's a great way to end a set of chapters. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any? I feel like we talked about things like like isolation. I'm trying to think. If there's any like kind of theme that this is all tying into. I mean, I guess we talked about like people. You know, you can't like mm-hmm. trying to protect others and whatever. Yeah, I wrote. Themes, secrecy, isolation, realizing you can't protect people from everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. But this, like, the way, yeah, I don't know. That cast room is so isolated and so, like, unkempt. I mean, the inside looks okay, mm-hmm. but the outside is clearly not tended to. Yeah. And when you put Rin there, then, it, you know, it becomes something that's locked away. It's not meant to be, not meant to be seen anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, well, should we talk about spoilers then? Sure. Okay, good. Next time, we're going to talk about chapters 106 and 107. You know, if this didn't turn you off of the next two chapters. <laughs> Although I feel like everybody's in it now. I feel like now, if you've read this far in the series, you're invested. <laughs> yeah. we got to find out what happens to Rin. Mm-hmm. And the gang. I mean. <laughs> yeah. 
Rin and the Gang. Yeah. She just changed the name to Rin and the Gang. Yeah. <laughs> like convenience store man and pals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Until next time, I guess we'll see you later. <laughs> Thank you all for listening, as always. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, we're back to talk about spoilers. We haven't actually gone anywhere for the past, like, three hours, but we're back. <laughs> Me and you. We went to stand in line at the grocery store. I did. <laughs> and then we're back. <laughs> I did. Uh, Rin? Question mark. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, yeah. Is this the last terrible thing that happens to her? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. At least in, as far as we know. As far as it's documented <laughs> in the series. Because then she yeah. moves in with Cosmo, and then it's all somewhat up a slow slow uphill from there mm-hmm. <laughs> or downhill from there i guess i should say <laughs> is that the right metaphor yeah. i don't know <laughs> but yeah i think it is the last terrible thing that happens to her we get to see next chapter is going to be like how she ended up in the what she did that put her in the cat's room which is that she tried to take the box for yeah. ren ren co ren mm-hmm. ren is like ursula <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah She's like, go and get this box, and I'll tell you to break the curse. And Rin is like, really? And then she goes and tries to do it. And then mm-hmm. later, Rin is like, yeah, I didn't know any way to break the curse. <laughs> yeah. What an asshole. <laughs> she's, so, she's so spooky when she shows it's up, creepy. too. Like... It's creepy. And Rin's reaction is like, oh, shit. Like, on her face. Yeah. yeah. That's why I said she's like Ursula. <laughs> I stand mm-hmm. by my metaphor. She's spooky and tricksy. Yeah. She's definitely drawn in a way that is scary. I remember we talked when she first appeared that I was like, yeah, I thought Akito was scary when they first showed Akito, but like Ren is even scarier. Mm-hmm. She has a casual spookiness. Yeah. <laughs> about her. And she's also like, oh, it's Ren. Like, and then Ren remembers this time when, I mean, I don't know, maybe whatever. I mean, whatever. It's spoilers. We can just say what happens next. Ren also has this memory of her being like, oh, your family is so nice, Isuzu-chan. Like, how rude. <laughs> of course she knew. Yeah. You know she knew how crazy it was. Like, it's mm-hmm. hilarious. And it's really, yeah, spooky. She's spooky. It's a good way to describe her. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, it won't cost much, just your voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> it's full of Disney jokes today. Just your hair and your freedom and your health. Yeah, and you're almost <laughs> nearly your life. <laughs> yeah. And then also there's no actual reward in it for you. Yeah. You don't actually get anything out of this. Uh, I really love the chapter with Haru, though. Every time I read this part, like, I just read straight through the four chapters before I started writing mm-hmm. the summary because I like them all together. I like the part where Haru comes and, like, picks her across the street and she's like, I wish I could dream about... She's, like, hallucinating and shit. And she's like, I wish I could dream about yeah. Haru. And he's like, it's not a dream. And she's, like, on the street. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and picks her up. It's all very sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Spoilers for next time. I don't know if there's anything else that's spoiled by this, except, like, probably Akito and Ren's confrontation, maybe later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's not really something that's, like, spoiled here. It's just something I thought about. It's mm-hmm. like... I think, uh... Excuse me. Ugh. Hiccups. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um... Like... Seeing, starting to see people's, like, horrified reaction to the thought of the cat's room... Yeah, that's true. It's kind of like making me think of how like there's start there start to be like, should we talk about this? Like, yeah, I think in with regards to to Kyo's 
isolation. I think it's actually going to come up because I think it's the chapter after the what, like the next next one. I think it's the second one we're going to talk about. So they're sitting, they go, Rin gets out, whatever, after Rin's out of the hospital, Toru goes to visit her at Cosmos house and Yuki mm-hmm. asks where she was and Haru says he was in the cast room where they're all kind of like, you know, like, yeah, there's like mm-hmm. a little scene where they start talking about it. I know there's one we talked about before where like Momiji talks about it too later. Sort of yeah. Thing. So yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Just sort of like where they all start to be like, maybe we should stop like ignoring this and pretending it's just okay. <laughs> like even, yeah, even Karina is like, <laughs> most people wouldn't want to come here. He says when yeah. he's talking to the, to the maid, which I was like, oh, you know, like, mm-hmm. like that's how isolated it is. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh that that whole idea of how shitty it is 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 definitely coming up. Mm-hmm. I would say that's a spoiler. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a spoiler that it exists, and now we've seen it. But yeah, the way that the characters talk seem to talk acknowledge it and talk about it in a different way is coming up mm-hmm. it's just yeah i don't know but then there's a good moment mm-hmm. at the end too where <laughs> haru toru toru of course is like all freaking out to see rin later and haru's like you made a friend even he's like even rin can yeah. know the warmth of friendship or something which is hilarious yeah and she's like whatever <laughs> it's really great <laughs> yeah i love the scene in these chapters where yuki's talking to haru and yeah. first of all, that he describes Rin and Tor's relationship as like, I'm pretty sure the two of them get along. You can, and... Are you dense? Like, what do you... <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I'm pretty well, sure. This one of the things, I guess from an outside perspective, you'd be like, are they friends? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Tor seems like she's friends with Rin, but Rin doesn't seem like she's friends yeah. with Toru. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, They're then, friends like, in Haru's their way. Just sort of, yeah. And then Haru's just kind of like dreamy. You've made a friend. Made a friend. <laughs> He's like, oh, Rin, you made a friend. <laughs> so good. Yeah. <laughs> Yuki's like, whatever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's great. He's like, yes, anyway. <laughs> but then they continue to, like, be friendly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh, sorry, I yawned. Um, yeah, they continue to be be cute when this time, when after after all this stuff resolves and she's at, at Cosmo's house, Toru goes and visits her multiple times. Um, yeah. Which is nice. I like it. Mm-hmm. They're good friends. Yeah. Rin can be standoffish, but she cares, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Because she also said that she was gonna go sass Karino. That was like the, what she remembers when she like wakes up from the hospital too. For yeah, because he was like he, she was like he told her something. I know she he did, and I was gonna talk mm-hmm. to him about it. But then I think she got caught by Ren. <laughs> yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, as you say, I think she's decided that uh, Toru is um, one of her people to protect. So. She's <laughs> she's like yeah, protect the cinnamon roll type. Yes, <laughs> cinnamon, like God. Uh... <laughs> type person yeah she's definitely it's like haru well she said haru is like toru toru is like haru she's like you guys are both too nice Mm -hmm. and then she sees something bad happening to her and she's like i'm gonna go she's not like i'm gonna go comfort toru she's like no i'm gonna go sass kareno yeah (laughs) gotta get to the root of the problem Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's just it's very sweet i think it's her style i mean it's also kind of like why she's trying to break the curse anyway it's like to try to help haru that's like her stated motivation it's like she's going around doing things by herself to help Haru, so mm-hmm. rather than for some kind of selfish reason. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't think I have any other spoilers. There's nothing else that's like specifically alluded to in these. I don't think just like they're continuing friendship, and then all the bad stuff that's going to be talked about next time. And then yeah, yeah. I think uh, Rin's 
and of course Rin and Haru they get back together and stuff like that so mm-hmm. Haru was like I finally realized that I was being dumb <laughs> I mean not exactly like that but yeah he I guess what it is is like he believed he believed what Rin said when she was lying to mm-hmm. him and that she was like yeah I don't need you anymore and he was just like I guess hurt by that and that's why he yeah I don't know. It seems like it's it's been going on for a long time. Like that scene, that hospital scene is like before the beach, isn't it? Like I think we had seen it. He, we talked about mm-hmm. it before because we were like, when is that? It's a flat. It happens. Um, like Haru visiting her happens in a flashback. We talked about it for the anime. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, but it was before the beach, so it was like a long time ago. They've been broken up for a long mm-hmm. time. Yeah. I always forget how long it is, but everything will be fine. Mm-hmm. We can look forward to that, <laughs> at least. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> okay, well, on that sort of nice note, <laughs> maybe it's where we end for today. Okay. Yeah, so next time we'll be reading chapters 106 and 107, so we'll wrap up this depressing Rin arc, and then we'll be good to go on to whatever next depressing arc comes up. Yeah. <laughs> so who's, who comes actually, next on the trauma wheel? Give it a spin. Uh, <laughs> I think it's actually going to be... Actually, hold on. I want to find out. Well, let me see what the next chapters are. Not who's necessarily specifically who's next on the trauma wheel, but... Uh, it's like it's Kyotoru stuff, according to the summary of the next Oh, book. yeah, because also at the end, doesn't Toru go it, and... It ends with, like, Toru being like, eventually he's not good enough. Yeah, that's right. But then what's after that? Oh, this says Kyo and Toru's parent baggage, laundry scene. That's coming mm-hmm. up soon. Oh, we're going to get the uh, Ayami's backstory about being mean to the girl in high school. That was referenced so long ago. We haven't talked to that in such a long time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's also some Yukimachi stuff. It, this is volume 19 that I'm talking oh, about. Oh, yeah, because that's where, like, where Yuki's like, I'm going to leave you guys to it. And yeah. Like, runs away. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm good at recognizing romance now. And uh, yeah, I can see that you two are in it. So peace out. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, don't they He's call... Like, third wheel is leaving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, right. The third wheel is leaving. <laughs> Don't they call um don't they call Machi in at that scene or is there a different one where she goes to the Yeah, it's like he's there. Yeah, and it's like, like you like a girl Mine finds Kakiru and then they call Machi and... <laughs> Yeah. Black Coon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well that's good. There's some laughs to look forward to. Mm-hmm. I mean the laundry scene's also a good scene too. Yeah, it's cute. It's uh so it'll be the I guess the anniversary of Toru's mom's death is coming up then, because that's when that is. Mm-hmm. And then the real crazy shit hits the fan, starting in volume 20. Yeah. Yeah, when Ouija's curse breaks in volume 20. So that's when everything gets... My notes... Yeah, that starts um, <laughs> happening rapidly. My notes for chapters 117 and 118 just say, shit gets cray. <laughs> 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 so, you know, something to look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good. Well, good. Next time we'll we'll wrap up Rin and then, yeah... I feel like actually the person whose turn it is on the trauma wheel is Akito for like yeah. all the rest of the story. It's like Kyo and Toru because yeah. like Kyo's, Kyo's connection to Toru's mom that he was at the accident is still not revealed until the end. And then mostly, mm-hmm. mostly it's Akito. It's all un- mm-hmm. unwrapping Akito's baggage. People's like curse, the curse is being broken for people and yeah, Akito, uh, yeah, Akito's the stabbing people and yeah, <laughs> etc. <laughs> she stabs people to cope. <laughs> I mean, we all got to stab sometimes, right? That's a completely normal reaction to uh, 
losing a deep connection with someone. <laughs> it could be no. I mean, whatever. I we don't understand weird supernatural. Connection I was gonna say we're not we're not possessed by <laughs> vengeful spirits of the zodiac. <laughs> but what we know, nobody can relate. I'm that maid now. <laughs> I really wish she had a name. I also felt bad writing in this one. Like, the maid. Kareno finds the maid. Give her a name. <laughs> mm-hmm. If someone... If you get grabbed by the shoulders, you as a third... You know, as a... Whatever. Lower tier character, you deserve a name. <laughs> if physical violence is asserted upon you, you deserve a name. <laughs> she gets to be the okay maid. <laughs> she's like... Yeah, well... She's the fired maid, I think. <laughs> based yeah. on what happens. Yeah. The rest of them are... Aw- well, it's like the, not, the awful maid. Not... Totally morally corrupt maid. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> All right, good. All right, next time more Rin, and then and and then be, and more. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you all for listening. As always, we will see you then. Bye-bye. Bye. Hello, it's Ellen. If you want to send us a question, you can find us on Twitter at StayTogetherPod, on Tumblr at StayTogetherPodcast.tumblr.com, or you can send us an email at StayTogetherPodcast at gmail.com. Kayla and I want to keep creating podcasts and keep them ad-free, so if you like what you're listening to, please consider giving to our Ko-fi at ko-fi.com slash StayTogetherNetwork. Thank you always for listening and for all your support. We'll see you next time.